The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. In 83 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, to From Good to Amazing, and I am delighted to have with me this afternoon Sally Felton, an international speaker, a life coach, and I'm just telling you, a mover and a shaker. Welcome, Sally, and we're so delighted to have you on Unity Online Radio. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. When someone contacted me initially about having you on the show, I, I said, Sally Felton. Now, really, that sounds like a, a name in the stars. <laughs> just a real powerful name that you have, Gal. That's really, it just has impact hearing it. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I hope the stars are aligned. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your path. I know a lot of people, especially our audience, that are looking to develop skills and um, ways in their own mind to move from good to amazing. How did you make that shift in your own life? I've, I've read about you. You have a wonderful husband. You have three children. Um, you seem to be like so out there in the world and all that you're about with your message. Uh, when was the deciding point in your life um, that you wanted to be a difference maker rather than a difference taker? 1988, to be specific. I just realized that I was living everybody else's life, and there was a part of me that was really missing. And I said to my husband, I'll never forget this, I said, I've done everything for everybody else. And when does it come a time in life when I become important? I started a business in my 20s. I designed outerwear for catalogs. And um, in my 30s, I had three children. And with all the rat race that goes on, you know, raising children, and, you know, they have... um, they have schedules that needed to be meet, met. They have school requirements, everything that one needs to be for them as a foundation and be a, a wife as well. There was an inner part of me that was screaming to come out. And it was in 1988. It was as if um, I was hit over the head with a two-by-four. And my fo- it just came out of me, and I said, I can't keep doing this. 
And I remember my husband saying, well, what is it you want? And I said, I'm not sure, but I can't keep doing what I'm doing. Mm. And that was being what everybody else wanted me to be. So he said, well, if you're asking me to move out, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not really asking. I, I just need time for me. And he looked at me and he said, I don't care how much time you need. I'm here and I will pick up the pieces as you find yourself. Wow, what a supportive partner. You know, Very that he, so. he felt so secure within himself and, and that um, a separation or anything like that was a non-negotiable. Good for him. Right. Well, no wonder you make such a great relationship coach because you're speaking solely from experience, <laughs> you know? Well, you know, it's funny because I really believe in that. How could you help anybody else unless you've helped yourself first? I feel very strongly that you have to walk in somebody's shoes before you can, and I hate the word judge because I am the most non-judgmental person there is, but, but how do you do that? How can you help somebody if you haven't had that experience? Mm, that's so true. And you have a number of individuals throughout the world that you help through your life coaching, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, I had a woman from um, from Croatia email me the other day, and uh, she just said, I'm feeling as if I lost my voice, and I remember hearing you on radio once. What can I do? Are there some tools that I can use, and, um, you know, as your show very much says, what can make me good to amazing? Mm-hmm. And I said, there is a tool you can use. I said, I'm not asking you to be an artist, but if you were to paint a portrait, look at the left side of your face, and who are you now? And draw on the right side of your face, Who is it that wants to speak? Who is it that wants to come out? And you get a real comparison of your present and your future. Wow, that's powerful. That's an image and a a process that that anyone could take the time to do and and get some immediate... I mean, just you're saying it. I I started doing that myself. (laughs) And I could feel that calling. We're always like that ethereal energy being called to be more, aren't we? I mean, that's just the law of nature. It's the law of life. Yep. And one doesn't need to draw, as I said to somebody, choose words, choose colors, choose what inspires and talks to you, what speaks to you. And think about that. Think about what it is that you want to do or you want to be. Journaling, as you well know, is one of the best things we can do because it quiets us. It really settles us in. And one needs to be aware of just the nuances of the day um, when they become more quiet. 
And it helps. It really helps. What I love, too, sometimes, Sally, is to go back and look at journals and entries that I've written, you know, seven, eight years ago. And a lot of times I'll, I'll go, did I write that? <laughs> you know, that exactly. was that where I was at the time? Wow, that's yeah. so deep. Yeah. You know, it's like you're yeah. almost like sometimes your soul does the writing instead of your personality. It really does. You're absolutely right on that. And I've had clients that said, well, I don't know what to write. And I said, yes, you do, because you've just started the first sentence. I don't know what to write. I have no idea what I'm writing about. Sally's making me write. I don't have a clue what she wants. Mm-hmm. You just write. You well, just write. And when- one of the joys of, um, you know, the feeling of, of communicating and talking with you is that um, I always say to people that, to me, one of the best arrival places, is, if there is such a thing, is when each of us get to a place that we're comfortable with ourselves. And what I like hearing you say and how you have moved your life a number of times uh, from good to, but I want an amazing life, you know, I want a thriving Mm -hmm. life, is that you were willing to sit in the place of, I don't know. And that's very powerful because that's an important piece is the willingness to sit in a place of, I don't know what changes I'm going to need to make. I don't know uh, with the uncertainty of what lies before me, but I do know that something needs to be different. And I think it's important that people understand the willingness to be in that I don't know place and let it be there, right? And to be able to sit with it. And when you sit with it, a lot comes up. It can be very painful. It can be frustrating. It can drive you absolutely nuts, especially for someone who is a perfectionist because they want it done immediately. They want it over and move on. Enough said, those that are um, doers and shakers sometimes have the same exact experience. I don't want to wait for this to be over. I want it to be over now. I want the message to come crashing down from the sky or as the headline to the New York Times, I need the clues, give me the answers. It's not that easy. Some of the best learning is in stirring the soup. It's the process. And eventually all the herbs and spices that you put in Make it a gourmet feast. Mm, I like that. I love that. Stirring the soup and the various things, and it has to sit in the pot for quite some time to actually become what it's destined to becoming. We're talking today with Sally Felton, and I know that some of you are going to want to um, jump on her website right away and learn more about her. It's Sally, S-A-L-L-I-E, Felton, lifecoach.com. And on her website is all the information about her, her phone number, her contact, her radio show, and everything that she does, which is extremely impressive. And you'll definitely want to get behind and involved in her work. And I'm confident that throughout our show today, we'll also be talking about the incredible book that, that you have 
that you've written um, and an area that, oh my gosh, uh, I don't know anybody that doesn't have this issue. Your book is titled, Why Can't I Get Rid of This Clutter? <laughs> if I'm it so smart, why can't I get rid of this clutter? What happened to us, Sally? How did we get to be so into stuffness here? In our society. Isn't, that, isn't it a crazy... Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I got the inspiration to do this when, from my own radio show, I heard from callers around New Year's. They would always say, I need to change something. I want to lose weight. I want a simpler life. I want more balance. And then I heard over and over, I want a cleaner space. And I would probe that and ask, physical, mental, or emotional? And they would say, all three. Mm. I said, that's it. The gauntlet is down. I am going to blog for 365 days, four seasons, 12 months of the year, how I am decluttering my entire house basement, attic, garage, potting shed, every nook and cranny. I'm going to show you how to do it, why it's important to do various areas, and the reasons why we keep stuff and how hard it is to get rid of some of the physical, emotional clutter we have. And um, I put in each of the blogs what the process was, but I also put in what my learning moments were, what I learned about myself, and what my own struggles were, which, which I really needed to do because I think you have to be raw to some point to be believable. I needed to show my my frailties, my procrastination, because others are out there feeling the same thing. And there's something to be said with having a friend feeling the same way, because that only inspires them and gives them hope that they, too, can begin to declutter one step at a time. Absolutely. Now, when you first made this commitment, because I know that people are listening, it's already stirring with them as within them as well. When you first made this commitment, did you did you know that it was really going to stretch you? Was this an area that uh, you too, like so many, felt like, wow? I know this is one of my shadow things, and that I have issues with it. So, did you kind of? In naming it and claiming it, know that it would kind of catapult you to the next level of your spiritual magnificence or your, you know, greater self? I knew that my gift is in organizing. Okay. I knew that. I'm not a hoarder. I am not a collector. But I love to downsize and live a little more simply. I had inherited my parents' furniture. I had inherited some of my husband's 
furniture, and when we get furniture, we get everything else that's on the dining room table plus the kitchen sink. And what do you do with all of this stuff? So I knew that it was going to jostle my my craving organization. And I I wanted to know what that was going to feel like. And I'm glad I did because it just made me stir in my own skin. It made me itch that I needed to find homes for these particular pieces. And if it wasn't in my home, who else would love it? And that, uh, I am curious by nature. So this was almost like um, putting a puzzle together. I wanted to find people that would love this as much as I did. But I knew holding on to it was not in my best interest. So it became a game. I like that statement. If you're if you're not going to use it, then lose it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's a, exactly the premise in which you're speaking about. Because uh, of those pieces that were had become in a place of being in your way for someone else, it could be something they've longed to have uh, all their lives, and they were looking for that. Well, I want to thank everyone for your participation with um, our online radio, the Voice of the Awakening World. Unity Online, and thank you for spreading the word. We are in 127 countries, and we are doing incredible things throughout the globe. So encourage your friends to join us on Unity FM. I'm talking today with Sally Felton, a life coach, international talk radio host, and we're going to continue this subject of why can't I get rid of this clutter when we come back right after break. Thank you for being with us, everyone. listening to unity online radio the voice of an awakening world to support this ministry go to www.unity.fm and click on donate now your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world
If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. I'm talking today with Sally Felton, who is a life coach and international talk radio host. She's a mother. She's a wife. She is an author of Why Can't I Get Rid of This Clutter? certainly a topic that all of us have been looking forward to knowing and hearing more about. I do want to mention again, her website is Sally, S-A-L-L-I-E, Felton, lifecoach.com. You'll definitely want to go on her website and learn all about her and see the great work that she's doing. Sally, wow. I mean, clutter, that's just something that um, so many people face now and have issues with of just stuff you know and as you were talking about before break it's the commitment that you made with doing your blog and and sharing with people your journey and what you went through over a course of 365 days and how you cleaned out your whole your house and everything your life your the mental the physical the everything what is yeah, mental, mental clutter, Sally? I mean, because I know that a lot of us hear this and we think of things that we can hold, like piles of paper, or we mm-hmm. have too many books in a, 
on our bookshelf. But it's so much deeper than that, isn't it, the clutter that we carry? It really is. And there are three forms. They all have a triangular relationship, and it's mental, physical, and emotional. Each one rears its head in a different way. Mental clutter is the 24-7 to-do list that runs in your head day and night. The news flash for the day is you will never, ever finish your to-do list. And so many people keep saying, why not? Because tomorrow comes and you will add to your to-do list. All you can do is organize it, delegate some of those tasks off your plate, and begin to simplify by saying no. For example, if you make a list of things that you don't want to do, say, around the house anymore, that's a mental decision. There are things I don't want to do, and they could be, I don't want to take out the garbage anymore. I don't want to do the recycling anymore. I don't want to do the laundry anymore. I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. Make a list. Present it to your family. And here's the catch. Instead of saying, this is what I don't want to do, you do it, which is hardly the way to start a conversation, you can say, I have been thinking, and I'm not finding enough time in my day to get this done. Here is a list of things that I would love some help with. If you could choose from this list something that you would be willing to take on, I would be forever grateful. It's a big difference saying that versus making a demand or a complaint. Because once they have chosen something from that list, they are owning it. You are giving them a choice. You are empowering them to choose. That's the first step. Delegating is the next. What is it at work that someone else can do for you that would free up time for you to do other things? Think about those at work that might be able to help you. You're going to have to ask. And so many people have such a hard time asking, but you can do this. You can do this. And slowly, your list doesn't look as long as it might have two weeks ago because you've taken small steps from good to amazing. Now, when you, when you meet with your staff with the delegation process, do you do something very similar as like when you're meeting with your family? Do, yes. you, do you share with them certain areas of departments and or the organization and therefore you can see a change is coming 
and then engage yep. them and seeing which ones would like to step up and do it? Absolutely. And ask for their input. Always ask for their input. Engage them. Engage them. They may have some great ideas. And don't you find that a a lot of what, maybe a lot is overstated, but often with people, myself included, that we're, we're driven by a past paradigm versus one of now and of the future. We tend mm-hmm. to go back to the familiar because, well, that's the way we've always done it. Exactly. I was working with a client who said, well, if I give it to him or her, it won't be done the way I want it to be done which I hear very, very often. And I said, so what part is acceptable and what isn't? What is it about their doing it that is not perfect for you? And what do you need to do to let go of that perfection? If you can't, that's okay but you need to start taking other things off your list because this piece you're going to get caught with time and time again. Good is good enough at times. Mm -hmm. Do you think that with your experience with working with people and, you know, your years of coaching, when people say, well, no one's going to do it as good as I do it, Isn't that almost like emotional clutter? Because that's some kind of, either that's what they heard somebody else say uh, in their lives, or it's something they heard their parents say, or it's underneath all that of the first and second layer of reasoning. Is it a safe assumption, the aha I got while you were talking is, I wonder for Mm -hmm. a lot of people if that's just an insecurity on their part. Because deep down, they're kind of afraid that somebody will. Is that part of it as well? It can be. Yeah, it can very well be. And many times, you know, uh, it's that tape that we've heard for years and years and years. Your paper wasn't written well enough. Go back and rewrite it. We're graded. We're judged. Now, we're being graded and judged by someone else's standard, Mm. which which comes to the point, where is our voice, and at what point do we say it loud and clear, and it's as good as it's going to get? At some point, we have to release this. We, there either is a deadline, this paper is due, or this contract needs to be finished. At some point, someone's got to pull the trigger on this and be done with it. We need to move on. And that's very hard sometimes for perfectionists because they're never really finished. They can always edit. 
How do you which makes uh, it hard? How do you approach um, someone? Is there um, a couple of ideas of wisdom that you could impart to us about when you're life coaching someone that's so um, held back by their perfectionism? I mean, it's just really in their way. Um, is that is that a, what you would call emotional clutter? It's a control issue, yeah. It's an emotional clutter, absolutely. And I was working with an executive in Rhode Island, and he was saying, I would love to delegate this, but I know it won't be done the right way. And I would ask, well, what is the way in which you want it to be done? What is that way? And if you were going to delegate it, could you have a conversation with this particular person that these are the points that I would like in this particular document? And if you begin to practice sharing your thoughts, creating whatever it is that you are doing together, you begin to release very slowly that urge to control. It's so freeing when you do that. It is. It is. Yeah. It really is. And then it opens up. Yeah, emotional clutter is really tough. Um, I tell in the book of a childhood friend that I have had for well over 50 years. And it was two years ago, all of a sudden, I felt that um, she was being colder to me than normal. And I approached her and I said, what's up? What, what, what happened? What did I do? I want to take ownership of what it is I did to you. And uh, the response was, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. And I thought, well, that's not really helping me because I I don't know. And she said, well, I just want to be friends cordially. Now, this is somebody I grew up with. This is somebody I giggled with Mm -hmm. forever. And I was so hurt. And I went into the place of, I can't be a friend. I'm friendless. I feel guilty. I feel ashamed. Um, I used every inner critic that would come and hit me over the head did so. They showed up all in one day. And I, I said, I know she doesn't want me to call her, but I can write her a letter and tell her what she means to me. And the response was, I said... I just want our relationship to be cordial. And I thought, she's not giving me anything here. I don't know what I did. And it was that point, Reverend, that I learned you can't change somebody's thoughts. Mm -hmm. You can't make them change. And all I could do was write her a note tell her how much I loved her, and wish her well, 
and let it go. And that's what I did. To this day, do I have a clue? Not a clue. Not a clue. Not a clue. And those you know, are those mysteries, aren't they? They're the yeah. mysteries and of life that they don't mm-hmm. really intellectually make and, sense at all. <laughs> no, and somebody said to me, you know, Sally, it may not be about you at all. And I thought, wow, possibly it may not be. But you can't hit your head against the door trying to make sense of something when another person doesn't give you any feedback. You can't do that. It does not aid you in moving forward. It hinders you. Mm-hmm. And you need to let it go. And I think when you're talking about the uh, mental and emotional clutter, I know every now and then I like to get a sheet of paper and just put a line in the middle, you know, and on the left-hand side it's what can I do uh, something about, you know. Mm-hmm. And on the right-hand side it's what I can't do anything about. And when you're feeling a lot of congestion and clutter if you look at it you're spending more of the time on the right hand side of the paper focusing on things that you can't do anything about and it is incredible how we can do that in our in our being you know we can have hundreds of hundreds of people wanting to like take notes you know i'm sure you have people pursuing Mm -hmm. you often like you know tell me sally what you think i want to do but yet it's it's easier to focus on the issue with a person that just won't tell you something (laughs) you know i mean we we do that don't we 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 focus on areas that we have absolutely no control over and no control mm -hmm. but again this brings us back to you do have control of making the choice You have the control, and you can choose to let it beat you up, or you can choose to say, I have done everything possible. I've written, I've phoned, I've talked face-to-face. There is nothing at this particular time that's going to change anything. That's when you know you need to move forward. And it, I love that statement, if you love something, set it free. If it, it comes back, yeah. it's yours. If it doesn't, yours. Mm-hmm. it never was. You know, yeah. that's a very powerful statement. I'm talking today on From Good to Amazing with Sally Felton, and her website is Sally with I-E, S-A-L-L-I-E Felton, lifecoach.com. And she has so much to share And she does so much in the world with life coaching, with professional coaching, with relationships, with change, with grief, whatever you may be facing. She is able to offer that as a life coach. And she also is the author of the new book, Why Can't I Get Rid of This Clutter? If I'm so smart, why can't I do that? So... Join us right after break. We'll be right back. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on Unity Online Radio.
the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus took time for prayer, contemplation, and conversation with God. This example of Jesus struggling to accept the path before him has inspired humanity through the ages, just as Jesus prepared himself for his final ordeal and ultimate triumph. I prepare myself for challenges with prayer. I affirm the aspects of my personal and spiritual nature that I want to express more fully. At the same time, I am fearless in examining the ways I do not yet apply those qualities in daily life. By staying prayed up, I make wise choices in all that I think, say, and do. Every challenge becomes an opportunity for new growth and transformation. And every blessing becomes a lesson in the power of prayer. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all, a cruise to the Caribbean. November 10 through 17, 2012, we'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite hosts will be there, and we hope you will join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, visit www.unity.fm forward slash cruise. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And thank you, everyone, for participating with our show, From Good to Amazing, with featured author and life coach, Sally Felton. And we're talking about her amazing best-selling book that's just recently out, Why Can't I Get Rid of This Clutter? Sally, if, if you were sharing, okay... For all of you that have been waiting to ask, you know, the questions about clutter, what would you impart to us? Because we all either have issues with it or we know people that do. Start small. The first thing you want to do is have a goal or a vision. Meaning a vision, by that I mean, is this a particular room you want to change the function of? Is this space needing to be updated? What is it you want? The goal is, how are you going to do it? And I use SMART tools, S-M-A-R-T. It's an acronym. S is simple and specific. Be simple and specific about what you want to, to achieve. M is measurable. 
measure it out. How are you going to do this? Chunk out the steps. A is attainable. How long is it going to take you to do this? R is realistic. Be realistic about the time needed. Be realistic about the vision and the goal. And T is time-oriented. In order for something to be accomplished, you need to be accountable. When are you going to show up and take responsibility for doing all the things that are needed to get this done? The other day I was visiting a woman and she wanted me to go down and look in her basement. And we did it. And, yep, there was quite a bit to do. And she said, I don't even know where to start. I said, look at this room and what is your goal? So she told me this is the playroom she'd like to have for her children. And I said, in order for us to even begin, you need to begin by working around the room. So take a section and work your way into it. And then the next thing is you need to have the supplies in which to declutter. Get some boxes and label them. I love it. I need it. Is it useful? Those are the questions you're going to ask, and those are the boxes you're going to label. You're also going to have boxes saying toss, donate, recycle. In picking up an object, you have three seconds to say that. I love it. I need it. It's useful. I love it. That's easy. That gets in the box. If you say, I need it, that's different than saying, I want it. The need it goes into the box that you will eventually tape up and put in the attic or a basement. And if in six months you've never even opened that box, out it goes. You're not going to reopen it to see what's in there. When you say, do I need it, it's a question mark. You don't love it, but you might need it. Is it useful if you have three or four um, of the same item, do you really need more of it? Is it useful to have six pairs of black pants? Could you suffice with three? You may put those in that box to be donated. One of the best um, websites out there for unloading your free merchandise is freecycle.org. Freecycle.org. You sign up in the area in which you live. People respond via email. You post what it is you want to get rid of, to let go. They come to your house and they pick it up and they are delighted to have it. It is a great way to recycle. 
to people who need it. Freecycle.org. Freecycle.org. I've never heard of that. That's wonderful. It is fabulous. And I used to have everything lined up in the garage, and I used to write a thank you note for every piece, for everyone who came to get their packages. And being curious, I wanted to know what they were going to do with them. And I had um, a bag of unmatched socks. I was curious to see what they were going to do with this. So I asked, you know, via email, what are you going to do with them once you pick them up? And she said, I'm going to use them for my kindergartners as puppets. I thought, what a great idea that is. Another person is going to use them for dust cloths because your hand fits so perfectly inside of a sock. So what you think is trash to others is a treasure. Mm, and what I'm, what I'm hearing you say, too, is that it would be so exciting for someone to receive the things that we just have sitting somewhere in a box or in a pile that aren't being mm-hmm. used that they could mm-hmm. be used. And it always amazes me when I do take the time to declutter my closet and let go of clothes and things that I haven't worn in a year or more, uh, that it creates a space for me to have new or different things as well. So it's always such it, a fun thing. It does. Once you release, you are much more open to receiving new things in the universe. It's just what happens. It does happen. I love your acronym of SMART. And is that information in your book, Sally? It sure is. Yep. It sure is. Yep. And then the other one is SDAs. And it's not a disease. SDA are single Daily actions. What are single daily actions you can do every single day to make sure you stay focused and motivated? If you know that you have been decluttering upstairs and things need to go downstairs, every time you go downstairs, bring it with you. Or every time you want to clean up downstairs, kids' toys or clothes, whatever, bring them upstairs. Don't go anywhere empty-handed. Single daily actions. Mm, That's really powerful. I knew a couple of uh, gentlemen on the east coast of Florida that... Uh, I was telling this uh, one Sunday in a talk how they took uh, they took ten months in November and December they didn't do it but they had ten rooms and so once a month they would take one room for the whole month and totally go through it maybe they would repaint it that maybe they would take everything off the shelves or out of the drawers or whatever and they would give it 
their entire focus for the month. And it was amazing mm-hmm. how immaculate their house was and how mm-hmm. energized you felt just being in it because it didn't have a lot of stagnant energy. And this is really the premise of what you're talking about, whether it's in the physical dimension or the mental or emotional when we walk around our home and our surroundings and we look at the things that we're tolerating and you're right you look at it and you go oh I need to declutter this or oh I need to take care of that I need to let that go that's a conversation that we're facing all the time and it takes Mm -hmm. away from our energy for sure it depletes us Mm -hmm. it totally depletes us So when we do move forward, even cleaning out your utensil drawer or your sock drawer, it doesn't matter what, it matters that you begin. It doesn't matter what, but the act of starting where you stand, beginning the project, beginning to consciously say, this is what I want to change in my life you now become much more accessible to others around you because you have taken a stand that I want my life to be better and I need to clear the space around me to do that. That's powerful. You're you're just really... um standing tall in your own life and I know that this is the perfect time of year that's why I was so excited to have you on the show here in this time of year because it's the time of year to declutter and to make room for new things to come forth in your life because you've created a, a space for it exactly it's rebirth it's blooming uh, that's what spring is. It's it's coming out of hibernation, um, nurturing yourself, and really putting your roots down and growing strong. I want to remind everybody that when you go on Sally's website, Sally, S-A-L-L-I-E, Felton, lifecoach.com, that you will be able to listen to podcast. Uh, you will be able to, to use, utilize the download for uh, other literature that she's created and follow her in all her resources. It truly has been a great experience being with you uh, today, Sally. Is there anything you would like our audience to know as we are uh, coming to the end of our show? Well, first off, I'd love to thank you and your listeners. This has been great fun for me. I love to share. And if anyone is interested in um, obtaining Stop the Madness, where do I find these important pieces of paper? I've created a uh, step-by-step location plan, so to speak, for your insurance policies, who your attorney is. So it's all condensed to one place. It's one sheet of paper, and if ever anybody needs to know some of your personal information, it is all there. So if anyone is looking for that, all they need to do is send me an email, sally at sallyfeltonlifecoach, 
com and say important papers, and I will get that document out to you. Wow. Oh, wow. That sounds like something everyone would want for sure, because you're right. We're always looking at so many different places for that very thing and that information. What a pleasure it has been. I feel that everyone has benefited and been able to see a different paradigm from good to amazing by the things that you've offered us today, Sally, on uh, the change with clutter in your life and just who you are as a person. I want to thank you so much for being on our show, and we'll look forward to having you back real soon. Thank you, everyone, for participating with us today. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at amazing at unity.fm. Love to hear from you, and I'd like to urge all of you to plan to be on the cruise with us November the 10th through the 17th, and you can find that information out on our website, unity.fm, or you can email me, and I'll gladly share with you. Thanks, everyone. Have a good evening. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. Just what does that dream mean? Ever wake up from a crazy dream and wonder what it meant? Have you had a recurring dream all your life and you just can't get it to stop? Get all your questions about dreams and dream interpretation answered by the leading expert in the field. Unity Online Radio is home to America's leading dream expert, Dr. Michael Lennox. And on Mondays at 2 p.m. Central, the Dream Doctor is definitely in. Tune in to Dream Interpretation with Dr. Michael Lennox, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the quest for prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course, because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, They bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, 
angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.